Welcome to the What If Cast with Christine and Justin, where we take a deep dive into what if theories that'll blow your mind. Christine, how do you feel right now? Right now, I actually feel pretty good. I feel like I'm not thinking about anything else and I'm excited to talk about or going to be talking about, but I don't really have any expectations for it, which means I'm not really worried about what's to come. I'm just going to be here. I'm going to be present. And yeah, I'm ready to talk about this. Well, I have some expectations for it. I think it's going to be great. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the What If Cast. Welcome, guys. Yeah. So what if we were all more present in our lives? I feel like, you know, we're wrapping up, the, it's, we're starting the new year, and a lot of people have, you know, different things they want to do. But at the same time, I don't know, I think we all just want to have a fresh start, feel good. And for me, at least, I feel like a thing I want to do is just be more present in my life. Well, why don't you explain that? What do you mean being present? So often I'm just thinking in my head, you know, scenarios that happened in the past or the future or like could happen in the future. Obviously they haven't happened yet. I think there's a lot of thoughts I just have no control over and to kind of bring myself to be able to control that and to, to be aware that, Hey, I'm thinking of all these thoughts, you know, you don't have to, is there something you can do right now to, to help you be more present and do something in this moment, which is all we have. Is it all we have though? That's a good question. Uh, Here, let me explain what I mean. This is a podcast where we talk about hypotheticals after all. And I feel like while hypotheticals don't exactly have to be the present reality, they're very much a thing that you can have, that you can analyze, that you can use moving forward. And I feel like in a way, the future is a hypothetical that you can really have, even though it's not a thing that's really happened yet. Yeah. Just an abstract. It's true. Like you need to have see yourself doing something before you do it. You need to kind of have the idea. I bring it up because of this. People say present and they mean it in a very positive way. Being in the moment, being present, all of these terms are really what people like to strive for, I think. If you have somebody that looks toward the past or the future too much, that's usually viewed as a bad thing. People will tell you not to do it. I, on the other hand, I am of the opinion that you really should look back and forward just as much as you are present, so to speak. My my thing is about controlling it, right? So yeah, totally. We should be looking and reflecting about what's happened in the past and also, you know, treasure those moments, you know, uh, knowing what you're grateful for, the people you have, the memories you've had and things you have today based off of past memories. That's so important to do because... It's just who part of who you are. At the same time, if you can control those memories or those, you know, future hypotheticals, you get into a state where what are you doing right now? You know, uh, if you're trying to take a shower, did you actually feel the water on you, or the whole time were you thinking about something that could have happened in the future but hasn't? You know, I think I I don't treasure moments as much because I'm constantly thinking about memories or future possibilities. What's a way that we can engage the audience in this conversation? 
there are tons of activities people do to become more present. And the, the, the idea is like, what if we all were more present or what if we all had more moments of enjoyment in our lives where we're not thinking about the future or past, you know, how would that change society? How would it change people? I guess it just depends on what you perceive to be the outcome of being more present since we're using that term. Mm -hmm. If you think that the outcome is that somebody is more happy, then I guess that would be great if everybody was more present because you just have a world of happier people. If the outcome is not just that, and it's that people make better decisions for their lives, that's good too. You have a world full of people that think a little bit more about things and they deliver more on their lives. I think people make rash decisions or things they might not have been proud of doing because they weren't able to be present and analyze that in a way that's more grounded. But uh, what are some activities you do to live more in the moment? It's a difficult question, mainly just because I don't consciously think about living in the moment. I think that people who have issues doing that might more actively think about it, think about how do I improve how I'm feeling right now? How do I optimize what I'm doing right now? But I don't usually stop and think about it that explicitly to myself. I guess if I'm getting a little bit caught up on something that happened in the past, or I'm feeling a little anxious about something that's happening in the future, usually I'll do something that I enjoy. And that will usually bring me back to thinking about something else. Mm -hmm. If I need to confront that thing, then honestly, I'll step out of the present for a little bit and I'll take the time that I need to focus on that past or future thing. I won't ignore it. And that way I'm not forced to think about it. I choose to think about it. And right. I guess that's my way of staying present because I've given the time needed to that thing. I guess for me, I have thought about things like every day uncontrollably. And maybe that is a form of anxiety. I'm not really sure. But I think a lot of people have this pattern within them that, you know, it just these same things keep coming up, you know, and they, it's hard to stop it. And so how can I minimize those? How can I quiet all these worries, all these, you know, future representations or, or past things you wish you could have said, or, you know, all that. And to, to, do that first, I try to recognize it, recognize those patterns or acknowledge them and let them come in, but then let them pass. And I'll either breathe or I'll journal about it, or I'll try to do meditation, yoga, take a run, you know, things that uh, I'm actively doing with my senses are, are, are helpful. But sometimes you can't, you, it's hard to even get yourself to do those things. Personally, I think to anybody who's struggling with their present life, the way I interpret the present, you know, the idea of right now, I associate that with change, sort of in a literal sense, because obviously the present doesn't last very long. It's a thing that's continually moving forward and it redefines itself with every passing second. But more in the sense of like this, people set goals for themselves and they want to better themselves and their lives. And so obviously they look to the past to inform the decisions they've made, to have evidence for things, experiences. They look to the future for where they want to be, who they want to be. And so the present, I feel like, should be the time where you try to change into whatever it is you want to be. You should change what you're doing. 
Mm-hmm. I think the people that have problems with those things don't spend a whole lot of time changing. They worry about it and they want to, but then they don't do anything. They do the same things. They have the same worries. They get so caught up in the fact that they're worried that they stop actually trying to change what they're doing and how they're acting. I think it depends on the situation because it could be a worry that uh, you can't control, right? Uh, A lot of things we can't control in our life as well. So it might be something we can have control over, but it might not be. It might be worrying about what someone's going to think or, or feel. And, you know, maybe it's not your place to reach out. You know, maybe it's, it's something else that uh, they're dealing with. And obviously there's like personal experiences. I'm sure other people have different ideas about this, but yeah, it's hard when things are out of your control. I just think about things in a more big picture way, I guess. You own a car, right? I do. So you monitor things like your tire pressure, don't you? Yeah. I see that as like a sort of example of what we're talking about right now. If you got a flat tire, you could just panic and slap your hand over the hole. And that might kind of minimize the air coming out of that. And then you rush over to the nearest auto store and you buy a new tire. And then you just wait in anxiety for the next one to burst so that you can rush over to the tire store. Or you can monitor those things. You can keep tabs on how much air your tires have. Have that something be a natural check that you do often. And that way, the tire, you don't have to wait for the tire to burst, panic, and then just worry about that and only that until it's fixed. You can just fill them up a little bit when you go to the gas station and that's it. You make it sound so easy. (laughs) It's not easy and I acknowledge that, but I feel like the healthiest way to live is to strive for a life where you feel like it's easy. Mm. I feel like you have to want it. You have to want things to be better and you have to change to try and get a life, get to a lifestyle where things are more manageable like that. Because if you, if you live a life where you are just sort of waiting for the next thing to come in and ruin your day, your week, your month, and then you have to spend the entire rest of the month playing damage control for that one thing, it's a very tough way to live. I feel like for your own health and sanity, you have to want to change that. I would counter this. Because uh, maybe you don't have to change. Maybe it's more of an acceptance things about yourself, depending on what's going on. You know, maybe there are things you need to change, but maybe also it's just recognizing what you're grateful for, what you have, you know, looking at the positives. And yeah, again, uh, to be more present is to live where you are now. And in doing so, accepting what you have. So like to, to breathe, to, 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 to do the, the creative things you love and maybe reflecting, but in a more passive way, <laughs> there might be things you have to do and in doing so, yeah, go ahead and do them. But at the same time, if you're worrying about yourself, it takes time and it's like, you know, letting those feelings and, and thoughts come and pass. Um, but it gets easier and easier as you let yourself do that. I think we have two different mentalities about this. That's why we have two hosts on the podcast. <laughs> but to your point, if you have a lot of things to do, like things you actually have to accomplish or, you know, change or, you know, 
breaking it down is, is helpful for me. I get, you know, you get overwhelmed with too many things you have to actually do. What is like the smallest thing you can do right now is what I try to try to do. Um, what's, what's the easiest and, and that way you feel accomplished with that one task and then you can go on. Okay. Small victories are great. I get it. Sometimes I get jealous looking at animals because I'm looking at them just living. You know, what, what are they thinking about? Probably not what I'm thinking about. You know, they're probably just being like, ah, let me get this acorn off this tree. Oh, person. You know, I, I get jealous, like that simple mindset that I wish I had. (laughs) Well, I think with greater complexity to life comes the greater possibility that things can be difficult. But I feel like with lower lows, you get higher highs. What's one reason you're happy you're human and not a squirrel? Longer lifespan. Okay, good one. Yeah. I would say one reason I'm happy I'm not a squirrel is my ability to learn and grow with someone like you. You know, I, I doubt squirrels, you know, do they do they have long committed relationships where we can learn about each other. I don't really know much about the mating dynamics of squirrels. (laughs) Christine, I know that you've read the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. I'm going to preface not fully, but yes, I have been reading it. I have not read that book, but I am familiar with it because my mother's a fan. Why don't you tell the audience some of what you've read so far? It's really a cool book. And especially if you're listening to my (laughs) viewpoints on the present and you're relating, you might like this book as well. It's about being able to distinguish your own consciousness and separate that from your thoughts. I don't know if you've ever had a day where you're thinking in your head and you're taking a walk and, and all of a sudden you recognize you've been in your head thinking and you actually haven't been you know, feeling the breeze and all of a sudden you have that kind of mind switch where you basically turn your thoughts off and you're able to just be, and it's, it's a profound feeling. And the more you're able to do that. Yeah. That's just what being present is sometimes. But so anyway, this book kind of goes into, um, you know, what, what does the past and future really mean? What does it mean to be conscious of yourself Everything in your life, you know, all, all the objects you have, that's really not who you are, you know, <laughs> then your past and your future aren't who you are. Yeah. And, and maybe they, they've happened, but that doesn't affect right now. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not too far into the book, um, but I, I already am liking it and highly recommend. I know I, a lot of people in my life have read it and swear by it. <laughs> Okay. So let's, let's bring this into the what if cast, right? So what if everyone like was able to like 10% turn off that, that mind in their, in their head, you know, and just really be present with where they are every day. How would that change society, people, their activities they do? What, what would the world be like? I mean, like I said a little bit earlier, I feel like it's not it wouldn't be that different from it is right now. You just have a population of people that were a little happier, maybe depending on how you're thinking about this, better decision makers, All right. not quite as burdened by things that would slow them down from progressing. I'm thinking of one big thing. I think people would be putting down their phones for longer periods of time. I think a lot of people are are hooked on, you know, looking at, 
social media, texting, uh, and, and all that. And putting down the phone for a while and really just being where you are. Like if you're sitting in a doctor's office, maybe you'll feel that sense of boredom for a little while. And it won't feel good at first, but also like maybe you talk to the person next to you, <laughs> you know, crazy. But uh, I think that's part of being present, you know, actually experiencing where you are in the moment. So I think technology usage might go down a bit. Maybe, but is technology usage bad? That's that's a heavy question as well. Technology helps out with so many things, but also can become detrimental to your own thought processes and needing that dopamine all the time. I ask this because it sort of brings into why I am not fully in agreement with stuff like the power of now. I feel like, no offense to Eckhart Tolle, I feel like for a lot of people who speak on this subject, they talk about being present as good. And in some cases, the only good. If you are not doing some of the things that you're mentioning, going outside with nothing on your mind, just being a pure receptacle of good feelings and enjoying what's immediately around you, I've seen a lot of people take that as if you're not doing that, you're doing something wrong. If you're thinking about the past when you're outside, you're doing something wrong. If you're looking at your phone and Facebook when you're outside, you're doing something wrong. And I hate to be told by somebody else that I'm doing something wrong. Hate that. I, I feel what you're saying. Uh, you know, we don't want to just be in the present or else, you know, part of our human complexity is we're able to think about all these different things that have happened to us, ha- could happen to us and all that. But what is really important is to, in between those thoughts, have a sense of self, you know, in between a thought to be able to recognize that thought reflect on that thought in terms of a present moment. So let's say I'm walking down the street, right? I'm thinking about my day. I had I had dinner with a friend and I'm thinking about that, but then all of a sudden I'm able to just, I see a bird, I, I uh, feel the wind. And then maybe because I'm kind of more in the present, I'm looking back at that memory and being like, wow, you know, I'd love for this person to be with me right now. And because I was in the present moment more so, I was able to look at that past memory, but have a, a newfound sense of present with along that past. It's This is very abstract. What I'm trying to say is having more moments where you are currently gives you more of a uh, awareness to your, your past and your future. I've heard a lot of debate talking about this topic, talking about things like the concept of the ego standing opposed to the concept of the self. Uh, you brought up the idea of the self. It's a very, very long research, long talked about sort of concept. But honestly, I feel like all of that stuff makes up who you are as a person. You mentioned before, I think you said you're not your past or your future. Didn't you say that? I think so at least in my opinion, I feel like you sort of are those things. It's not the only thing about you. And I think that's the part that some people struggle with. I think a lot of this discourse is directed towards people who struggle with this sort of idea, who uh, don't really look at everything. They're more focused, obsessive almost, in some cases, about certain things that they almost don't see the big picture. I feel like a big defining part of who you are is everything that's happened to you, everything that's currently happening to you, and everything that's going to happen to you. I don't feel like shutting out those other things 
and living blissfully with a smile on your face all the time in the present is really what anybody is advocating for here. But I feel like looking at life in a more holistic sense of accepting everything that's happened to you and not looking at anything that you're doing as sort of, oh, well, I'm not being present right now. That's bad. I have to be present. That's not how you enjoy life, in my opinion. I think, uh, yeah, what, what you said about balance to be able to have, you know, these past memories, future possibilities, and then also have moments in the present, you know, to be able to balance that in a way that is is helpful for you is, yeah, is living your best life. And you're not always going to have a smile on your face. You're not always going to be in the present uh, looking at the birds, but to be able to do that, recognize, hey, I've been thinking about this thing for quite a while. You know, can I can I focus on what's around me for a bit? And to, you know, the more you do that, the help more helpful it's going to be. Sometimes we get stuck, right? You know, not being able to turn these these thoughts off, and to help with that, you know, doing activities that are able to ground yourself, like meditation, yoga walking, journaling. And these are, these are, I think for things people that, you know, will be struggling with these repetitive, uncontrollable thoughts. I think we all have that from time to time, some more than others. And like we're saying, you know, it's, it's all about balance. It's not like, you know, it's a bad thing that you're thinking about the past so much, but to recognize that and see what you can do. (laughs) This is one of our more heavier topics. I think we've talked about death and ghosts we've talked about sickness and being alone i feel like this is right at home with some of the other stuff we've (laughs) talked about yeah well christine do you have any words for the audience in conclusion i i would just say to all listeners you're not alone in terms of you know everyone has days where you you can't control your thoughts you you feel stuck you know, with these repetitive feelings and, and, and all this, you know, we all have bad days, but to know that there is this sense of balance, that there are ways to become more present. And yeah, we're all on this ride together of life, figuring it out. We all have different perceptions on how to live. And maybe your way of living is different than someone else. Uh, maybe your perception of the present is different than someone else. And that's all okay. It's just, being able to take a step back, reflect in a healthy way. And, and yeah, just know we're all here for each other. I'll go off of that and say, there are plenty of ways that you can work on yourself. There's plenty of ways that if you're having a problem, you can deal with it. If you find that you can't deal with it, reach out to somebody else for help. There's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of people who would like to help you. And while it can sometimes feel like those other people don't really understand your problem, it can be good to look at other solutions. If you're preparing for a race, a long marathon, but you've never done anything like that before, you go to somebody and you say, what do I need to do to be able to do this marathon? They tell you things like, well, you need to work on your muscle groups, you need to improve your stamina, you need to change your diet. You might look at them and say, oh, well, you say that like it's so easy. Nobody said it was easy but it's what you have to do sometimes. You have to look and acknowledge other possibilities. That's how I feel. Because if you do those things, you might actually be able to run the race. Well, I think we just crossed the finish line. (laughs) Thanks guys for tuning in. This is the What If Cast with Christine and Justin. 
I hope you guys have great days. You know, take a walk outside, feel the fresh air. We love doing this podcast. Hit us up on uh, the.what.if.cast on Instagram. Let us know what you're thinking, what, uh, what next topic you might want to see. And yeah, have a great week, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye. <laughs>